Welcome to the Access Church Podcast. We exist to bring you life-changing and life-giving content to help you on your lifelong journey with Jesus. To learn more about who we are, visit accesschurch.com. That's access spelled A-X-E-S-S. Let's jump right into it. Today I want to transition into what I think is a natural segue as we talked about being used by God. First off, in the first week, we talked about being manifesting the Spirit of God among us. Then we talked about the body of Christ. And I think the natural segue is a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. How do we develop a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit? Because if we're going to be used by God, we have to be sensitive to the leading of God. We have to be sensitive to the voice of God. What is he saying and speaking? Where is he leading us and guiding us to go? And so today I want to talk about being sensitive to the Holy Spirit as the body of Christ right here in Glen Ellen. So if you would, go to Exodus chapter 3. I feel like Moses and the whole book of Exodus I feel like you can preach any sermon you want out of the book of Exodus. It just has so much in there. It is the story of the church all in one book right there. Way back when, because that was a picture of what Jesus would do thousands of years later, but it was right there in the book of Exodus, that he would set his people free from bondage and lead them into freedom and then give them an identity under his name. And that he would form a people by his character. That's the story of the church. It's the story of Jesus. But it happened all the way back in the book of Exodus when God used Moses to do the exact same thing, which was bring redemption to his people when they were in slavery. If you pick up in verse 1 there in Exodus 3, it says, now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness, and he came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight why the bush does not burn up. So we come upon Moses. Now, we're, a lot's happened before chapter 3. If you don't know just a quick synopsis of the story of Moses, Moses was, he was born during a time when Pharaoh, who was the, the ruler over Egypt, had made a decree that he wanted all, all male children killed the moment they were born. And there was a woman who saw Moses and decided that she was going to go against what Pharaoh had decreed. And she, she puts this, this young boy in a basket and he uh, floats him down a river. And then he's found, he's brought into Pharaoh's household and he grows up under the Egyptian uh, education system and under the Egyptian culture, although he himself is a Hebrew, he's an Israelite. And so one day, Moses, I don't know how this panned out. I'm not sure if he was looking out of the palace and saw all the Israelites who were working. But he has this moment of realization, I'm, a, I'm an Israelite and those are my people. 
And he goes out and he sees uh, an Egyptian and a Hebrew fighting. And he ends up killing the Egyptian man. And because of this, there was Pharaoh was, was looking for Moses. So Moses flees out of Egypt. And he ends up in the household of a man named Jethro, who becomes his father-in-law by way of marriage. And Moses, it looks like his job was he took care of his father-in-law's sheep. So Moses was a shepherd, as many men of God are before they're called by God, just like David was as well. So Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law. And it says that he he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness, and he came to what was to Moses just a mountain. But he didn't realize it was actually, in fact, the mountain of God. It was the mountain of Yahweh. And this is actually interesting because we find Moses actually doing with the sheep what God was intending to do with him over the entire nation of Israel. Because he leads a flock of sheep to the mountain of God. And later, Yahweh says, I will use you to set my people free and lead them right back here to this place, to this mountain. Did you know that sometimes, and this is unrelated to the message, but I felt like I needed to share this to you all because it's a freebie. Sometimes God is preparing you for your calling when you don't even realize that he's preparing you for your calling. Moses thought he was just taking the sheep in a different direction that day, when in fact he was prophetically walking out what God was going to do through him years later, which was set his people free and take them to the mountain of God. But this is something interesting that I want you to, to focus on here, is that Moses was doing what he would usually be doing. He was just taking the, the sheep out. He was just being a shepherd. And it's what it's during this time where he's doing what he would usually be doing that he encounters this burning bush. You know, I thought it was interesting in prayer. Uh, Hannah led us and opened us up in prayer, and she talked about uh, routine and how we find ourselves in routine. And it's interesting because routine is pretty much my first point today. And this is why. You need the usual to know that something is out of the usual. You need routine to know that something is unroutine. It's not like it usually is. Moses was operating in his routine. And it's during that that he realized there's something different that's happening right now. This is not normal. It's unusual. It's outside of the routine. I think oftentimes, and I find myself in this place often, where I feel like so often when we come to church, everything has to be fireworks and this incredible, spectacular thing with God all the time. And it took me years to realize it's okay to have the usual. It's okay to have the usual. It doesn't mean that it's not spiritual. It doesn't mean that it's not honoring to God. It doesn't mean that it's not meaningful and edifying to us. It just means it's usual and it's okay. It's tradition sometimes. It's things that we follow and we do on a weekly basis. 
There's nothing wrong with the usual as long as the usual is consecrated. As long as the usual is consecrated. As in this, you know something's consecrated when it positions us in a place where we can hear God. That's how you know something's consecrated. So for us at Access Church, you know what our usual is? At around 9.15, we all pray in the, in the children's room. That's our usual. That's our routine. We know that we do that every single week. Part of our usual is we come in here at 10 o'clock and we worship. That's part of our usual. We hear the word. That's part of our usual. We respond to the word. That is part of our usual. But guess what? Our usual is consecrated. Because everything we do on a routine are things that position us so we can hear the voice of God. And that's always going to look different. Sometimes it's going to be spectacular and sometimes it's going to be very simple. But it always positions us to hear the voice of God. You know, something about the usual that I, I was thinking of when I was preparing this is, um, I'm going to pick on my dad for a second. My dad, his favorite hobby, he loves to just drive around. He has to fill up his gas tank every day because he just drives around all the time. But you know what comes as a result of that? He knows everything that's happening in Donner's Grove. I think he knows more about the crime than the police do because he spends so much time just driving around in patrolling. He's not actually patrolling, but you know what I mean. Yeah, he is patrolling. But here's the point. His usual positions him to be in the know of what's going on. And the same thing happens with us when we have these usual routines. As long as they're consecrated, they're positioning us to hear the voice of God. The usual sets us up to recognize when God is doing something out of the usual. And this is Moses' burning bush moment right here. Now, I don't want to scare you with this, but I do want to, I want to bring a sober reality here. And we see this throughout Scripture time and time again. It's not just here at the, the burning bush. But did you know that you can miss a burning bush? You can miss a burning bush. And this is why. There's even times with Jesus, where Jesus, it says that he was intending to go beyond the disciples. When he was walking on water, it says that he intended to go beyond, but they invited him into the boat, and so he came with them. It says on the road to Emmaus, he was intending to go beyond and to continue walking at the end of the Gospel of Luke. But the disciples invited him into the home, and so he came into the home with them. And here, what's something that's interesting is that it says that God is literally looking to see if Moses will stop and go to the burning bush. He's waiting to see if he will respond to something that's out of the usual. And, of course, we know that Moses does it. It says in 4 through 6, it says, When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, Here I am. Now, before I go any further, I want to give you one 
piece of advice. If you want to make sure that you never miss a burning bush in your life, if you want to make sure that you never miss something out of the usual, you need to do what Moses did. Moses was curious. Moses was curious. Curiosity is how we can operate in the usual but never miss the burning bush when it comes along. It's curiosity. Moses says, I will go over and see this strange sight. I will go over and see what is out of the usual. Curiosity is the fuel of sensitivity. If you want to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, you need to learn how to be curious of your surroundings, especially on Sunday morning, especially when you're with the body of Christ, learning to be curious What is God doing right now? What is God saying right now? If you want to be sensitive to the Spirit, to the Spirit, curiosity is the fuel of sensitivity. So Moses goes over to this this burning bush, and God takes note of his curiosity. And this is what happens after he gets there. The Lord calls to him, Moses, Moses. And Moses responds, here I am. God says, do not come any closer. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. Moses hides his face because he probably thought he was going to die. You could not look at the face of God because God said, if you see me in my full glory, you will die. Now, apparently this wasn't God's full glory because Moses did not die, but that's why he is hiding his face. But Moses, not only does he not die, but he has a radical encounter with God that changes him forever from that moment on. Now, here's something interesting here. There's a a problem that that I see that arises, uh, unfortunately, a lot during the church gathering. And that's that the Spirit of God will move in the church, and some will not know what to do with it. They won't know how to interact. They won't know what their place is during a move of God. And and I have a theory as to why that may be. It's because you need to encounter God on your own first. You need to encounter God on your own first. I'm going to illustrate this for, for a moment. You don't have to turn there. But in Exodus chapter 20, if you want to write this down in your notes, This is now chapters later. Moses has gone into Egypt. He's confronted Pharaoh. They've gone through this whole back and forth of whose whose God is greater. And Yahweh comes out on top. And the people of Israel are set free from their oppression. They journey out into the wilderness. Moses is like, guys, I'm taking you where the Lord told me to take you. We're going to this mountain called the mountain of God, called Horeb, Mount Sinai. So they get there to this mountain. And you know what God does? God descends on the mountain. And when he descends on the mountain, 
it looked, the, the mountain was trembling and shaking, and it says that there was smoke billowing out because the fire of God had fallen on top of that mountain. Do you know what the people of Israel did when this happened? It says that they stayed at a distance. They were afraid of what they were witnessing in front of them. Do you know what Moses did? Moses, it says that he was afraid as well, but he journeyed into it. He went deeper into what God was doing, into the fire of God. He journeyed up the mountain. Why? Why was Moses able to do this when everybody else stayed at a distance? It's because Moses had encountered the fire of God before. Moses had the burning bush encounter with God. He had seen the fire of God. He had been up close with the fire of God when it was just him and God alone. So then when the fire of God fell again, Although it was greater, it was a greater magnitude than the first time. This is not a burning bush anymore. This is a burning mountain. He said, look, guys, I'm also a little bit afraid because I've never seen this before. But I have seen the fire of God before. And I know what happened the last time I got close to it. The Lord spoke to me. And he changed me. And so I'm going to move forward. Because I've encountered the fire of God before. You see... There's a difference between God encountering you one-on-one when you're in your secret place, when you're in your, your prayer closet, when you're in your car driving, and when he encounters us as a whole church. Because the corporate encounter, all of us, is always going to be greater than the individual encounter. It's always going to be of greater magnitude than the one-on-one. And this is what happens God will set a bush on fire with you, but he will engulf a mountain when it comes to us as a church. He will come in greater glory when he comes during the church gathering, the gathering of his people. And if we don't have a history with God, if we don't have an encounter history with God, we won't know what to do when the corporate encounter happens. And then we can be like the people of Israel who stand back at a distance instead of be like Moses that says, I'm going to venture into this. I'm going to press in to what God is doing. The corporate move of God, it can be uncomfortable sometimes. It can make you feel uncertain about what is God doing and how should I respond to this. But our response should always be, to press forward anyway. To press forward anyway. Now this need for sensitivity to the Spirit, it doesn't stop once we identify that God is doing something among us. It doesn't stop once the power of God falls. We need to remain sensitive to the Spirit even when God shows up and manifests His power among us. Going back to, to Moses at the burning bush, says that after he approached the burning bush, that God says to him, do not come any closer. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Now, 
God didn't tell Moses to take his sandals off just because he was very particular about dirt on the floor or anything like that. You know, some houses have the, please take your shoes off before you come in. This wasn't just a preference thing for God when he said, when he told Moses to take his sandals off. Something you should know that's interesting is it was customary for priests when they would enter into a temple of a deity that they would take their sandals off before they went in because they believed that it was holy ground they were stepping upon. And they wouldn't want to drag the dirt of the earth and, and whatever has collected on their feet into the temple space because it was a pure space. It was a holy space. It was a set-apart space unto God. And so they would remove their sandals. Now Moses didn't know this because Moses was not a priest. He had never operated in this fashion before. But God was actually initiating Moses into this. This was a priestly initiation for Moses in this moment. And God was teaching him, when you come into my presence, when you draw this near unto me, so much so that you think you're going to die because you're that close to me, there's a certain way for you to conduct yourself. There's a level of honor that you need to walk in when you come into my presence, when you walk on holy ground. And he says, remove your sandals. Because Moses was entering into a holy moment with God. Something I think we need to understand is that there's different levels of encounter with God. God is always with us. He's here with us right now. He, never, he will never leave us. He'll never forsake us. From the moment you walk into this room on Sunday morning, God was already here. But there's different levels of manifestation where God will reveal himself, where he will show his power to us in varying measure. And right here we see with Moses that he's entering into what's called a holy moment with the Lord. A holy moment with the Lord. And these holy moments, they don't happen every week or sometimes they don't even happen every month, but they do happen. And they are significant, formative moments that we have with God. Not only individually, one-on-one, but also corporately as a church body. Corporate sensitivity to the Holy Spirit is the collective response to God's invitation for us all to come nearer unto Him. It's something that we all do together. Because Peter says this in 1 Peter 2.9, he says, You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. So what God did with Moses in this moment when he said, come forward, come near to me, remove your sandals because now you are a priest in my presence. The same thing happens with us when we come together as God's people, as God's special possession, as his royal priesthood where he says, remove your sandals 
And all of you come near unto me. This is a holy moment. This is holy ground. How many of you want to see a holy moment? How many of you want to walk on holy ground where God has set up his manifest presence, where he has set up his residence, and then he said, come near. Come close to me so I can speak to you. Come close to me so my fire can purify you. Come close to me so I can mark you and change you forever with my presence. Access Church, we need to be ready for these moments. We need to be ready for these moments. And that's why I felt the need to share this with you today. So that when it happens, we're not like the people of Israel. You know what they told Moses? You go and tell us what it was like. That's pretty much what they said. You just come back and tell us what it was like. And the funny part is he came back and they freaked out because his face was glowing because he had been in the presence of God. They couldn't even hear what it was like because they were afraid of what they saw. But us, we won't be like the Israelites. When God shows up, when he shows up in power, we're going to be pressing forward into the presence of God. Amen? Amen.